Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, mm. hopefully you've heard the classic opening that we started with the show with the uh, our version of the G.I. Joe theme. I did. Yeah, it's a callback to our first year of doing shows where we didn't have a professional opening, and we kind of made up our own. And that kind of segues into what we're talking about today. We are talking about our favorite cartoon openings, theme songs, intros, however you want to phrase it. The whole shebang. The whole kit and caboodle. Why do you think that, like, even besides cartoons, like, they, they've gone away from that whole epic intro thing, you know? Like, if I were to think, like, because when we were doing hours, obviously, we we're going to be, like, 80s, 90s kind of stuff. And there were just so many to pick from. I, I couldn't, I really struggled with, like, my top three. Right. But when I think of something like today, I couldn't even really think of anything that really sticks. Well, I, Maybe I, Spongebob. Oh, yeah, because even I know that's why I've never watched a, a whole episode of it. Yeah. I would say it's probably the same reason that TV shows, especially sitcoms, have kind of moved away from intro songs, which is another show we can do. I think they're using it to pad time. Mm. And also, especially with the cartoons, you know, they needed that 30-second, 40-second intro to give you just kind of highlights of the show, of the cartoon so that you go out and buy the toys. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Those 80s cartoons that we love were really just 30-minute commercials for toys. Oh, yeah. Which is fine. I'm okay with I admit yeah. that. I know it. I don't, I don't feel manipulated at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> manipulate away. <laughs> yeah, and it worked. It worked. I owned. I probably owned one of something from each of the things we're going to talk about, if not more. Obviously, with G.I. Joe. We did three shows on G.I. Joe, so trust me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so I, I probably owned at least one action figure or something related to all the cartoons we've talking about today uh so yeah they did their job and, and they did it well so i think i think the intros were important to sell the toys and to pad time and also maybe just to kind of give you a, and we're going to talk about this a little more is like each episode each one i picked really kind of gives you a background as to the overall synopsis of what you're watching you know i'm, I'm sitting here thinking to in regards to why they probably don't is because I wonder if the consumer market of of toys is different than what it was. You know, like back when we were kids, you know, the demographics were cartoons for kids, toys for kids. And now when I think of toys, I mean, like if you're if you're a big collector of the like Black Series Star Wars, for example, they're not cheap, you know. And I wonder if the, if there really is a true toy collector today of today's cartoons does that make sense yeah well that's the thing like how much merchandise is out there for today's cartoons i think that's the big difference you look at i mean are they know, buying toys up, i mean i like, don't know like kids yeah yeah i don't like know based I, on I cartoon no. stuff 
Well, I mean, we, we you know we've done shows on Toy Fair. I talk about the Black Series all the time. I, I you know I put GI GI Joe six inch in my looking forward to in twenty twenty. So my exposure to those toys are all adults, adult collectors. You know, we're we're the ones getting excited for this stuff. Yeah, I think if you show. I think it's just the basic economics. What parents gonna buy their kid a twenty dollar action figure? Well, the funny thing is, is like you know, my daughter, she's fifteen, all right, going going on sixteen soon, and like the cartoons that she liked were, were like rehashes of things that that we knew as when, like My Little Pony, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 modernized it and stuff, but it was nothing like something that that's that came out recently, you know? Yeah, well, I think I think you're seeing now the the kids of the '90s who are probably in their early 30s, late 20s, early 30s now. Mm-hmm. All that Nickelodeon stuff is coming back. Rugrats, mm, right? Wild Thornberries, all that stuff I never watched. Right. But you know, all that's kind of coming. So, so I guess you know, in what 10, 15 more years, it'll all be the 2000s and 2010s cartoons. Because oh man, we're we started the third decade of the of the 2000s. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, you know, it's, it's of course it's secular, but and look, we're we have, we might have a myopic view of this because of our age and what we search out online in terms of news or YouTube videos or whatever. But it seems like eighties are running everything, and, and, and maybe it's not even myopic because if you look at the movies, they're trying to reboot, reboot, they're trying to reboot all the eighties properties because there's something about the media and the pop culture of the eighties that resonates today, and it can't just be because the kids from the eighties have all this buying power now. You know what I mean? No, I think it's because Hollywood just can't think of anything original anymore. Right, but there's there's something about that 1975 to maybe 1995 period that, mm. you know, makes them want to reboot and redo and update. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Because it wasn't happening as much in the 80s. I mean, comparably, in 85, we'd be reminiscing about, like, 55, 1955. Mm. You know? Right. And, yeah, you had Happy Days, but it's not like a lot of this, the music was coming back or anything like that. And I don't know. There's, there, I'm sure there's cultural sociologists out there trying to figure this out. Or maybe they're not. Maybe it's not even an important question. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> maybe, maybe I need to think of more important things to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to get started? What are we doing? Yeah. So basically, we, we each picked three. I don't want to say our favorites because, like, I had read into the same problem as you did. Okay. There's just so many I wanted to pick. I want to, you know, I mean, these are songs I, I can, I know all the lyrics to and still want to sing in my head sometimes. And right. So I, I just picked three that really jumped out at me. And um, I'm assuming you did the same. Yeah. Well, I struggled. Mm-hmm. I really did. I, my. Narrowing it down, right? Definitely. I think my top two, I was pretty confident. In. It was the third one that threw me for a loop where I kept changing it back and forth. Oh, is it this one? Is it that one? Is it this one? Is it that one? Okay. So who, who who shall start? Uh, I'll start. Okay. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. The first one is uh, th- so this is an older cartoon. It it debuted in the early seventies, uh, Japan anime series called Science Ninja Team Gotcha Man, and there were originally a hundred five episodes. Uh, called Gotcha Man, and then when it was brought over to the States, he narrowed it down to 85. Uh, mostly because, apparently, the, the cartoons back then were a little more graphic uh, in regards to, like, um, uh, language, probably, and violence and stuff like that. Uh, I don't remember, you know, watching the ones that we got to see. They weren't too, too violent, but 
Apparently, there were some that were just not suitable for Americans that we can't stomach it. Anyway, Battle of the Plants is the intro I'm talking about. If you've ever seen this intro, it's on another level for me. I mean, it almost looks like you're watching, like, the intro of a movie. It's not like this flashy, like, uh, like the... They're not screaming the title name. I don't even think they even put the title name until the very, very end. But it really talks about, like, the intro of these... I think it's five guys on Gotcha Man or Battle of the Planets... You know what? I think it's pretty funny, man. I'm thinking about like the cartoon. No, they, had, right? they had a princess. Well, they had a princess, but I don't. Did they even say like their name in the theme? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they just say it's five. Oh yeah, here it goes. Five incredible young people with superpowers. But they do mention this guy that looks like R2D2 named Seven Zark Seven oh, who watches over it. them. <laughs> and he even had the at one point. Remember, he had the ability to fly also. Yeah, yeah, he had that ability also. So uh, it's it's before R two D two. Before that's right. He was the original robot flyer. Um, it's a great great intro. Uh, I don't think they even play this one on TV anymore. As far as I know, I haven't seen it in such a long time. Yeah, you don't think it's on Boomerang or anything like that? I don't know. I mean, I. I don't know. I have not seen it in a long time. You know, if if you're on Instagram and you follow like these '80s. You know anything? Battle the Planets theme song always pops up because it's such a memorable one. But well, it's got such an orchestral opening, and it's very loud and bombastic, and, and it, like almost adrenaline fueled the opening. You know? Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. is. It's, it's 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 a fun one, and it's a cool cartoon. I mean, like at that time, also like if you're growing up here, right in the states, and you're you've never been exposed to anime, the art is extremely different. You know, like we were hit with what Robotech, I think. Was that the Robotech? Uh huh. Was the one I was in the mid 80s. No, Battle Planets came out first. Battle Planets is the first Japanese converted animation show I remember watching. And I didn't know it was a Japanese show. Yeah. The funny thing is, for a long time, even probably into my 20s, I thought the show was G Force. G Force, right? Yeah, right. Because what? Because she said it was called Gotcha Man. They all had the letter G, like belt buckles. Yeah. So I'm I'm making this up in my head. I don't know if it's true, but I always thought you know once I figured out what was going on, I'm like, oh, maybe they called it G Force because they had to explain away their belt buckles. You know. <laughs> um, it, yeah, you're exactly right. It, it, yeah, and they, and then it was neat because this is like the predecessor to like Voltron, where it was like five separate things combining to one big thing. You know, like right. they had like their own vehicles. Like uh, I think Mark was their leader, and he had like a plane, and and then Jason has like a like a race car, and the princess mm-hmm. had this, and they'd all combine together into one one aircraft, and it had it was a one trick pony. <laughs> it would just go really fast, turn on fire, and just like run through things. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Well, the, the, and it also introduced. And I don't know if they introduced it, but it also introduced me to the to the kind of the trope of the the two kind of how do I say like I guess the handsome well you know jock type guys and then the one kind of chubby guy oh okay and the one the, the weird little short guy that mm-hmm. you're not sure if he's an alien or not right and then yeah. uh, and then the female team member who's always in pink for some reason right. yeah but they had they had like bird motifs and um yeah I, I mean I enjoyed Battle of Planets a lot and and they had a you watch, talk about and they would say transmute and oh they, yeah yeah they would right. go through their little change which is cool now, did their vehicles become the bigger vehicle, or because 
the, there were I parts remember. of there are parts of it. So, for example, um, Mark's plane when it when attached to the to the flaming phoenix thing was like the tail of the plane, and I think Jason's car was like in the nose of the plane. And okay, there were like parts of a bigger thing. Yeah, but they also did that thing. Remember, they did the was it called the fiery the fiery phoenix? Is that when they got on each other's shoulders? No, that was something else. Fiery Phoenix was the whole thing just turns on fire. It looks like a phoenix. And right. they do this thing where they form like this pyramid. And they're like, and they, they spin, spin around. around, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they throw like these bird boomerangs and stuff. But even the art design is fantastic because they had yeah. this thing about like looking kind of like birds, but there was like no relation to it at all, like with their powers at all. You know, it wasn't like they had bird like powers. They were just bird like outfits. It was a cool look, though. But the opening's really good. It's got it's got the uh, the deep voice announcer kind of battle of the, the planets. Yeah, kind of give you the origin of them and and what they do. Basically, five young people brought together to help save the Earth. Yeah, what the hell was Keop? It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, it's a great intro and it did intro a great cartoon. And do you, let me ask you this: Do you think? I should have asked this before we started. But I didn't think about it before we picked. But can you think, you know, just top of your head, of a bad cartoon that had a good intro? A bad cartoon that had a good intro. We'll have to think of a bad cartoon first. Actually, I got one. I got a cartoon that I didn't like that has a great intro, but I'm not going to say it because I know you picked it. Oh. And I won't say it's a bad cartoon. I'm saying I personally. You didn't like it. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. You so maybe the, in- maybe the intro plays into it. Well, I'll bring it up when you bring it up. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great intro. It's it's. Am I correct that it used to come on Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings? Like, uh, you know, I do remember this show coming out like wicked early. Yeah. Like six a.m. or seven a.m. I just remember it being on really, really early. And it was always on the local station, right? It was like yeah. on either W O R W P I X or something, right? <laughs> I I got a funny story. I remember it was like summertime, and I was at my cousin's house. I was there for like a couple weeks, and I would want to. It was like six a.m. I would watch it, and my cousin got this massive migraine, right? Really, really bad. And, my, and so Uncle comes home. He goes, "What's the matter?" And he says, "Well, I got a migraine. It's because Alan wants to watch cartoons six o'clock in the morning." And how does that relate <laughs> my uncle's like what are you doing watching six o'clock in the morning i said but it's battle of the planets <laughs> <laughs> and your uncle's like oh, all right we'll, we'll take some time Duh. Yeah. come on it's battle of the planets give me a break man yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so that was my intro but again i didn't know i was watching like japanese animation or anything like that i just i just know i didn't it wasn't a show i got to watch every week because i wouldn't wake up on time but when I caught it, I really liked it. It's the same thing. It's like the Voltrons. You know, they form the Blazing Sword. They slice it in half. Right. They win the day. Yeah. You know, they, they've turned fiery feelings and they win, so. It works. Like I said, this thing started in the 70s. Hey. Voltron didn't come out to like the 90s, and they're they're still probably doing well, that kind of formula today. Well, Voltron's the 80s, people. Oh, was it? Yeah. How old do you think you are? <laughs> Voltron was not the 90s? Oh, no, you're right. It was the late 80s, yeah. Yeah, if we watched it in school. Oh, that's true. Remember, we got to college in 1992. Right. Yeah, Battle Plans, excellent choice. I was, yeah, I would have chosen that one too. It's epic. Yeah, it really is. It's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, okay, my first one. This is a little, not weird, but this is a show, a cartoon that was on for many, many years. 
Let me see. I just had it in front of me. How many seasons there were? There were nine seasons of this cartoon, and they had at least three or four different openings. So the one I chose. Now, look, the original opening is classic. We did a a parody of it for one of our openers in, in the first year of our shows. But I chose season three. It's the Super Friends theme from season three. Why season three? Because that is the challenge of the Super Friends season, which I find to be the best out of all. Because I don't need Wendy and Marvin. I don't need Zan and Jane. I don't need any of that nonsense. Give me the world's greatest superheroes versus the world's greatest superheroes villains. The Legion of Doom. And that's where we met the Legion of Doom. And that's where every episode of this season the, the Super Friends fought the Legion of Doom, and it was a great season. Whenever, you know, we were watching in reruns, I was always hoping it'd be a Challenge of the Super Friends episode, and more times than not, I was disappointed. <laughs> but yeah, the Challenge of the Super Friends intro is just great. Because it, it starts, first of all, it introduces the bad guys. It's like banded together from the remote reaches of the galaxy, are the, are the 13 of the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Doom. You got the deep voice announcer again. And then you got the, the classic uh, Legion of Doom headquarters popping out of the swamp. And so it goes into this thing about how bad they are and how evil are and they want to conquer the Earth. And then they talk about... And then the music changes because then they go, but only one group will challenge them. And it's the Super Friends. And it just goes into kind of that... Dun, 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 dun. And they got the little shot of them all marching. Remember that? I might have to look this one up because I'm trying to figure out this one with the Legion of Doom part. Oh, is that the one where it starts off where it looks like, like the little? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. It starts off with like Lex Luthor and yeah. and Solomon Grundy and all these bad guys. Right. That's right. sick. The Super Friends theme is like that's the original theme. Yeah. So it's, it starts off with like this menacing music in the beginning where he's talking about the villains but then when he starts talking about the heroes they jump into that din, 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 din. and then you see the uh the heroes like they're marching they're in a straight line mm-hmm. yeah it's great and they this is season they because for a long time the super friends was really superman batman aquaman batman uh wonder woman mm-hmm. right and maybe you know see I th- this was season three so i think they introduced like in season two, they might have introduced Green Lantern or Flash. Mm-hmm. But Man. this is great. Yeah, I think this is the until maybe the '80s when they did the Superpower Show. Yeah, I think this. I think these were the most superheroes you had in the cartoon because you had Hawkman, Green Lantern, Black Vulcan. Wasn't uh, there like a hurricane? Oh yeah, that guy. He was like a hurricane was person. Yeah, but was his name Samurai something? Samurai, or maybe just Samurai. Yeah, he had. He was like a tornado power. Yeah. You had Apache Chief? Yeah. Yeah. You had all these great heroes. And um, yeah, to me, that was like, looking back at it now, that was kind of like what Secret Wars and Crisis was. Just having all these heroes and villains in one comic together. Yeah. But obviously, this was a TV show, and I saw the show before I read comics. So I, I just really enjoyed it a lot. And it was cool because the bad guys... It was basically like like a clone version of the good guy, you know. Like mm-hmm. you'd have Apache Chief, and then his nemesis was this really tall lady, because <laughs> he well, his I power was, was really tall. Uh, and I think she's originally a Wonder Woman villain. But there's one to well, the villains three. It's Black Manta, Giganta, Toy Man, Riddler, Bizarro, Superman, Scarecrow, Lex Luthor. 
Captain Cold, Kida, Salmon Grundy, Gorilla Grodd, Brainiac, and Sinestro. There's three Bat villains alone on this thing. No. Uh, two, two Superman, three Superman villains, three Batman villains. Uh, so you got Riddler, Toy Man, and Scarecrow's Batman, and Bizarro Superman, Lex Luthor, and Brainiac as uh, Superman bad guys. You got Gorilla Grodd, Captain Cold as the Flash. You have Black Manta for Aquaman, Giganta and Cheetah for Wonder Woman. I think Solomon Grundy, he might have been a, I don't know, oh, yeah, he might have been a Green Lantern. Grundy and uh, Sinestro for Green Lantern. Yeah. But it was just a great show. There, I mean, some of the episodes were really dark. There was one episode, I'm so stupid, I don't know why I didn't watch it when I had the DC Universe online. Mm-hmm. But it was my favorite one. It's where um, it opens where the Super Friends were, like, they pretty much kill the Super Friends. Oh, really? And then they run the world, but it was some. It was like a weird trick. They got tricked into thinking they killed the Super Friends or something like that. Yeah, it was really. It was a good episode. Weren't they alluding to after Justice League that in the movies that they're gonna do like a Legion of Doom? It doesn't Luther say we will form our own league or something like that. So I think they were thinking the Justice League. Hmm. Oh, in Justice League. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the Legion of Doom. I mean, Legion of Doom. The show. All its seasons inspired a lot of people. I mean, if you look at the uh, the Legion of Doom headquarters, it inspired the look. Alex Ross pretty much said this. Inspired the look of the Gulag from the Kingdom Come series. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see, I think Zan and Jane, uh, you know, are background people in it. You know, just things like that. And uh, Planet Krypton, which is supposed to be like a Planet Hollywood type restaurant. All the artwork is taken from, like, you know, is modeled after the Super Friends artwork. Yeah. You know, this is the cartoon that's probably like bigger than what it really is because if you go if you ask anyone that that even remotely saw this cartoon, like if if they never read a comic book, but they knew who like the Green Lantern was and the Flash, it was because of this cartoon, you know. Because oh, it, had, yeah. it showcased all these fantastic DC characters, but even my wife, she didn't read comic books and stuff, but she was familiar with who these characters were because of this cartoon, you know. Oh yeah. I don't even know if I knew what a comic book was when I was watching at these the time. Cartoons. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and same thing with Spider Man and his Amazing Friends. Like I was, I knew a lot about the major heroes and villains just from cartoons before I ever picked up a comic book, right. which made them more accessible, you know, because you could read. Because well, here's the thing: I picked up first comic book that you know I really when I really kind of started collecting was Secret Wars number three, and on the cover, and I've said this before, had Spider Man fighting the X Men, and I remember saying. They're friends. Why are they fighting? And that drew me like, I got to figure this out. I got I to gotta find out why they're fighting. <laughs> and why did I know they were friends? Because of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, the two episodes where they're X-Men in it. Well, it still bother me, bothers me today that Bobby Drake doesn't have blonde hair in the comic books. <laughs> that always bothered me. Or the fact that Firestar didn't exist like, the, the year I started reading comic books. No. She came out in like 1985, I think she premiered, or 86 or something. Oh, before she they made it to the books? Yeah, she she yeah, she premiered on the show. That's cool. <clears throat> so, but yeah, the Challenge of Super Friends I think is the best Super Friends season. Like I said, I don't like the Marvin and Wendy and Wonder Dog seasons. I know I hate I hate the Wonder Twins, dude. I, don't know. I do like the intro hate- though. The original intros, it's like boom, boom, boom. Uh, it starts off with like dun 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 dun. You know? Yeah, it's good. Like uh, but later. I think the later seasons got a little bit better because they added Firestorm 
and a couple of other heroes. And um, but they, I didn't realize this. I totally blocked this out because you know my love for Cyborg. Cyborg was on like the one, the last one or two seasons of uh, Super Friends, and then they called it the Superpowers Show because that they had a comic book and toys called the Superpowers, mm-hmm. DC Superpowers. So they were trying to capitalize on that. But yeah, for me, season three, Challenge of the Super Friends, best season of the Super Friends cartoon, and best intro out of all of them. Mm. Fun. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I put that on Instagram. I think it was, I believe it was the original Super Friends theme versus Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And what and one? I believe it was Spider-Man and his, and his amazing friends. Oh, I think. Cool. Yeah. Well, the Spider-Man and his amazing friends theme is... It's really just music, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically the only talking is Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar, and that's it. Yeah, I'm not. I think yours also, but I know all my choices today, they definitely kind of do an overview of the origin of what you're looking at, what you're watching, the purpose of whatever you're watching, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's it's funny that Spider-Man and his amazing friends don't really do that. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I wonder if it's because that show wasn't really wasn't really pushing a toy line maybe versus pushing a comic book maybe um, you might be right there I don't know I don't know okay ready for the next one yes sir the next one Jonathan came out in the mid 80s and it was developed by Kenner the toy company because what Hasbro right they were G.I. Joe and Transformers and and so Kenner came out with their own toy line slash cartoon line which was almost a mishmash of G.I. Joe and Transformers the show is called Mask uh, M-A-S-K and uh, it was basically to capitalize on how well G.I. Joe and Transformers were doing um, lead characters on there was Matt Tracker he was like the leader of this group and basically all their vehicles transformed into like another vehicle right so i think he had like a delorean or something like that like the wings popped up like a delorean like back to the future and that turned into a plane and then there was like a motorcycle that turned into a helicopter i mean the whole transformer gimmick was awesome and i i believe i had i did have hondo as name and i had a the motorcycle i had matt tracker i had this thing called a rhino which was like a semi-truck but anyway the, the intro is cool because back in the 80s which which was really big at the time was like i guess you would call it like vector drawing do you remember those oh god there were like these t-shirts with like like f14 tomcats and and like harriers and like there was a, these cool military shirts and they were like drawn drawn like like vector like these lines outlines and stuff and that's kind of how like masks uh the cartoon starts off and um and again the intro just kind of talks about just exactly who mask is and who they are and what do they do and uh i will say i did love this cartoon and it it does not hold up i definitely did try watching it like on youtube and I was falling asleep. It was oh, so really? boring. Yeah, I don't know if it was back then the gimmick of the toys is what sold sold it to me. Um, my buddy Albert, I grew up with. He was he was into this too, and we we both had like the toys and stuff, so we were, we were able to play and, and everything. And uh, yeah, I I really like I really struggled watching it today. But the intro is cool. It's got a very like so if the, if the topic of the show is intro music intro, this one's up there. In regards to show, eh, 
I mean, there's G.I. Joe is definitely like on on all facets of better cartoons. Same thing with Transformers and Mask. It's 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 a sub cartoon, but for intro purposes, this one sticks to you. I mean, I like it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I know they go ma 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 mask a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go mask crusaders working overtime, fighting crime, fighting crime. Right? Secret raiders who will neutralize as soon as they arrive. Tracker's gonna lead the mission. Inspectrum's got some supervision. Okay, so online it was funny. There's this website here. Let me let me plug this one. It's called Talk About Cartoons Blogspot, and they're arguing over the lyrics. And there's one guy saying, "No, it was this. It was that." And this one guy chimes in and goes, "Listen, this is what it is." He says, "Mass crude rapers blurting Odin rhymes, biting rhymes, biting rhymes." Secret raisins who will brutalize a boom if they align. Doctor's gonna bleed the fish in. My rectum's got no soup cohesion. That doesn't sound correct at all. <laughs> I, was, I was dying when I read this. And, and some not appropriate words I can't read on the air. But Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, but it is funny. It's one of those things where... You think you know the lyrics of a song, and you think that you know you think you know it is until you actually see the lyrics, and you realize that you were wrong. Mama Mass. Mama Mass. It is I, such a fun intro. I take back what I said before about owning a toy from every. I don't think I. Oh wait, you know what? I might have had the car. Okay. Was it given to me, or did, I, did a friend have it and we played with it? Uh-huh. Maybe I had the motorcycle. Maybe I did. All right, I take it back. Maybe I did have a mass toy. The, the motorcycles, that is actually pretty cool. Because it, it was actually functional, like, you know, like how it turns into a helicopter. Turns into a helicopter, right? Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, you know what, I don't think I had it, but someone had it. Oh. I can't remember who, though. Some poor kid on the block I used. And I, and I told this story before on the show. I had, like, their secret lair, which was like a, uh, it was a gas station built to the side of a mountain. It would transform to this battle station, and I got that for some occasion, right? And I loved it because you can stick all the vehicles inside there. So I had the rhino in there and I had the car and the motorcycle and stuff. I love this story. And then <laughs> and I'm going to school. It was garbage day. I'm going down the driveway. I look in the garbage and there it was. And I was just like frozen. Like, ah, mama, mama, and you're I, like, mama, mama, my toys. Mama, my toys. <laughs> and I, I, I was so torn because I was like, oh my God, should I retrieve it and, and put it in the backyard? But I was like, oh my God, I gotta go to school. And, you know, if I take it out of the garbage, my dad gonna beat me up. I don't know. So I, I went to school and I came home and it was gone. I was the whole day in school. I was so sad. So, so sad. With, with, the, uh, with the advent of things like eBay and Toy Story and stuff like that, never any desire to replace it? Um,. I mean that's that's what's crazy because you know if, when you're trying to recapture childhood, some it some some's doable and some is just out of your price range, you know. But mask, I don't think it's that expensive. But but again, now I mean, like if I were to own that battle station, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell am I gonna do with that thing? Yeah. You know, like I have the I have the Indiana Jones Crystal Skull playset. I mean, it is huge for me. You know, it's like it's just in my closet. I got no hell to do in it. All right, but uh, um, I'd like right, to have well, a motorcycle though. Well, you know, I I'm all I love that. I'm all in on the GI Joe six and triggers. You've purchased snake eyes already. Oh, he looks good. If mask 
we're gonna come out with six inch. I don't know if they could do it though without the uh, without the vehicles. You have to, you know, isn't, isn't that what makes mask mask? Yeah, it's the vehicles. Yeah, and I'll tell that'd you have what, to be uh, pretty huge. Vehicles for six inch toys would be pretty, pretty expensive. And that, yeah, and and the figures themselves, they weren't even the same size as the GI Joe three and three quarters. I mean, they were like half the size, if I recall. Maybe maybe two inches tall. The figures they were pretty. Oh yeah, they, were they weren't GI Joe size. I don't, I don't think they were as tall. I don't remember. Maybe three. I don't think they were as tall. Well, I could be wrong about this. One. That's a good question. Yeah, I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm sure someone can chime in and let us know. I can always Google it right now. But yeah, I don't remember it being that big. But the the. Have sworn they were smaller. Maybe they came in different sizes. I don't remember because I had the, I had the semi truck, the Rhino, and it was a good size. I just don't think you could fit a GI Joe figure in there. I would not know, my friend. I do not know that. See, now I'm gonna have to look. Mask. Mama, my mask. Yeah. Fluff, 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 mask. <laughs> yeah, they do. They definitely look way shorter, and it grew. I think every season they added. More and more characters, obviously, and stuff. Sure, they gotta sell them toys. The toys, yeah. <clears throat> it was fun, and the, and I don't. I also know that they they did modify their masks as the years went on because I guess at first they were small. I guess probably kids were swallowing them for some reason. Oh yeah, two point seven five. They're a whole inch shorter than Joe. That's crazy. Well, that's why Joe had all the uh, hot chicks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was there a girl in the mask game? I know there was there was one female, and I know there was definitely female in the bad guys too. There was this guy; uh, he's a bad guy. I think his name is Sly Rax. He had like this motorcycle with a sidecar that was badass, and the sidecar was like a mini submarine, so he would shoot that into the water. It was awesome. Yeah, I do. I don't know. I think I was just—I've said it before, man. GI Joe kind of blinded me to everything else going on around me. <laughs> Really did. Yeah, but I did love these toys because because of the the dual thing, you know, it was a car, it was a plane. There was a lot of play factor into it. Cartoon. Yeah, we never talked about. It. Did you have Transformers? Yeah, I did. I didn't have a whole bunch. I had a couple. Yeah. But you would say you were more into the mask than the Transformers. Uh, no, I th- I definitely like Transformers a lot more. Oh okay. Yeah, but mask yeah, was fun too. I mean, I have good memories of it. That's weird. I feel like you talk more about mass. I, I don't know that I've ever heard you talk about the Transformers. Okay, so if, yeah, well, I'll tell you right now. If I didn't sit here right now and tell you a story of a, of the show of mass, I cannot name one single story at all. Zero, zero. So I, if I'm thinking mass, maybe I'm, I'm just more in love with the toy line. Gotcha. Yeah. We're Transformers, gotcha. a little bit of both. All right. Respect. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Speaking of G.I. Joe. Oh. This is probably, first of all, I don't even know where to start this conversation. This is probably the best opening of a cartoon ever. And it debuted as the opening of a movie, which which kind of makes sense why it's so good. It's very cinematic and it's three minutes long. It's just fantastic. So this is the opening to the G.I. Joe movie, which came out in 1987. It was later uh, cut down to become the opening to the cartoon show, too, after the movie premiered. This is, and you and I have joked about it, and, I, and I'm at the point where I'm not even joking anymore. Like, this three minutes of the movie are the best three minutes of this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. 
like whatever uh, cost to go to a movie back in then, you know, whatever, three dollars, five dollars, whatever I paid to go. Mm-hmm. I would have been happy if the movie ended right at the end of the credits. I'm like, all right, that was a good five dollars spent. Yeah, it's G.I. Joe the movie, and it's a brand new opening. It opens with this, like, it's kind of like uh, Challenge of the Two Friends. It opens with this menacing music, and they're introducing Cobra. And it's at the at the celebration of I guess I'm assuming it's the reopening of the Statue of Liberty if you remember for its two hundredth mm-hmm. or one hundredth for its one hundredth anniversary they were doing um, repair work on the Statue of Liberty the hundredth anniversary was 1986 and uh, do you remember the statue being covered in scaffolding for a while Yeah because they're redoing the torch they're, they're redoing re- everything Yeah they're redoing yeah, everything they're, Yeah you know I assume that the, the Joe people took took a cue from that and it's it's some kind of big celebration being held at the Statue of Liberty there's people there as balloons and uh, Cobra's attacking <gasps> Cobra's attacking the the Statue of Liberty with this huge huge like aircraft carrier that flies um, and it's just tons of Cobra soldiers jumping out in parachutes and screaming Cobra and you got them in trouble bubbles and 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 the and the narrators talk about you know Cobra and how they want to take over the world and how they'll do anything they have to do, and then uh, all of a sudden you just hear uh, you see they they go to the top of the crown and Duke's standing there, and he just gives out the Yo Joe, and then everything hits the fan for Cobra, <laughs> and it's just a great it's a great three minute battle action scene um, that. You should remake with action figures <laughs> after you finish. After you finish, uh, Crystal Monkey, whatever it's called, <laughs> Crystal Skull. But it's just a great intro. They're fighting. Every major Joe gets like a little moment. You know, Snake Eyes throws a guy out of his trouble bubble and takes it over. And even Alpine's got a great thing where he where he uses his his grappling gun to grapple onto uh, one of the Cobra ships, and he takes his axe and he cracks open the the cockpit. And throws the guy out. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> Dude, they, they all got jetpacks. That's like one of the coolest yes. things in the world. What was that called? The jump? The jump, yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? You know what's cool too? Is, is that all these Joes have their own like different personas and different looks. And it's it's like the toys that you actually have in your hands. You know, like when you, when you have barbecue in your hand, the, the action figure... It's exactly what you see in the cartoon, like exactly, you know. Right. Gung Ho yeah. is the toy, Gung Ho, you know. Like if you yeah. had Megatron the toy, when you transformed him, he looked nothing like Megatron in the cartoon. He looked terrible as a toy. Yeah, he looked good as a gun, though. <laughs> oh, he looked, he looked like a gun gun, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, that's called Alpine. Oh, dude, I forgot about that. He used his harpoon gun. That's sick. Yeah, but when you, got it, when you own a G.I. Joe toy, what do you see in this movie? This intro. If this does not make you American, <laughs> I don't yeah, know right. what does. Yeah. I'm ready to make this our new national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand for this anytime. <laughs> yeah. And you know, watching this, it has like a little bit of a like Japanese anime look to it, I guess. A little more yeah, detail. Little yeah. But it highlights all the different, there's like all the different Cobra and Joe vehicles. Yeah. And, ah, oh, man, even Scarlet knocks out a Dreadnought. And even quick kids running around without a gun. <laughs> he's, just, he's kicking the crap out of people. Oh, so good. Dude, I it's, bet you this was a little Japanese, Jap, Japan animation. It looks like it. 
I don't know, but it's it's such a it's such a great opening. I'm watching it now. I know. It's See, like, and Duke picks up the flag. Yeah, the American no, no, flag. Dude, I'm, I'm at the part where he picks up the bomb and brings it up to the. Uh, and I love that he pushes off. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like such a little, little detail. Yeah. But I love that he pushes off. Like, when you get to the bottom of a pool, you just push off. Dude, my palms are sweating, man. I'm so excited watching this intro. Yeah, now it's picking up the flag. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, What's it is mess? so good. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's got to be, like, the ultimate cartoon intro ever. Yeah, so, so it ends with, let me just describe it for people. Yeah. It ends with, uh, with, with uh, so Duke blows up the ship. He flies back down to the statue, and on the ground is the, the American flag. It's ripped, it's torn. He picks it up, he flies it to the crown, and as he lands, all the other Joes land on the crown, so they're all standing on the crown. He's, he's got the flag in his hand. And the crown's lit. Yeah. Oh lit, kids, it's lit. <laughs> lit up. But yeah, that's just, it's a rousing, the song's awesome, and so the animation, funny. the fighting, like literally the best part of that stupid movie. That's um, a cool detail, I never realized he pushed off the ship before he blows yeah. it up, that's pretty cool. It's a great little detail, I've watched this thing like a thousand times, and uh, by the way, we're going to post all this stuff on our Facebook page, um, I'll link it to the Facebook page, so do yourself a favor and go watch these, if, if you don't have a lot of time, definitely watch the G.I. Joe one, uh, it's three minutes, it's awesome. Um, even if you, you know, if the last time you saw it was nineteen eighty six or seven, trust me, you'll 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 enjoy it. Dude, this ending's awesome. Where they're all on top of the crown of the Statue of Liberty, how freaking patriotic! Yeah, it's awesome. Great. How do they all I fly? Mean, oh yeah, jetpack. The plan was stupid anyway. I mean, well, I mean, just to blow up the statue. Like, what's the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're terrorists, so I guess they want to be terror. Yeah, absolutely. Calls a retreat. It is so good. Retreat. I wonder if um, Larry Hama had anything to do with this intro, like how it, how it flows or whatever. I don't know. I don't, did I don't he know. did he write the movie? Did he write? The, no, I don't think he wrote. I don't think he did work on the cartoons. To be honest with you. Mm. Um, but he probably he created the 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 dossiers, right? Like the the character backgrounds. Is, wasn't that his? Yeah, job? The, the file cards that were on the. Uh, I don't know for how long if he did every single one of them, but I know in the beginning he he wrote the file cards because mm. he was in the service, so he had all that. Oh, okay. that, not, yeah. But, but um, but yeah, I think he wrote like every issue of the comic book that Marvel put out. Um, I think he's back writing it again for whoever's publishing. I don't even know who's publishing it now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't think it's Devil's Do. I don't know who it is. Dynamite, maybe. Someone's supposed to be pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think Larry wrote any of the episodes. Hmm. Buzz Dixon wrote 15 of them. I'm surprised he didn't create a character with his own likeness. You know how some people do that? I'm wondering if he did. Hmm. Like one of the older, older ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, no. So Larry Hammer on IMDb, Larry Hammer's got a character development credit as a writer. Okay. Because he created these guys, right? You know, you know, it was it was a scrapped Shield comic book. Oh, was it? He was developing, yeah. So it was supposed to be Nick Fury and Shield, and they were supposed to be fighting Hydra, and that's the comic I think he was working on. And then um, Hasbro Marvel made the deal, and they're like, uh, "We need a comic book. Like, we need we need everything. We need this is what they want to do. They want to make it a Special Forces team." Mm. And then he just ran with it. 
Oh, that would have been cool if Shield actually had that. Like each individual had their own specific thing, you know? Yeah. Poor Snow Job. It could be July. He's still wearing his Snow Job outfit. That's so funny. <laughs> That's right. Quick kicks in the Arctic, and he's barefoot and shirtless. What the hell? It works out. It's a toy. <laughs> Looks exactly like the toy, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think they actually wore coats. If I remember, they put a coat on them. Oh. In the Arctic. Oh. Um, shirtless, I bet though. <laughs> under the coat. Mm-hmm. Gotta show them abs. Gee, I just was there. Let's no, I mean that. Them. That's a great intro. It's got it all. I love that Cobra Commander was also Starscream, the same voice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like Peter Parker from Amazing, from Spider-Man's Amazing Friends, his you find you hear his voice everywhere. Yeah, he's Bumblebee. I think. Was he Bumblebee? Uh, not Bumblebee. It was um, who's the human guy that hung Spike? Was he Spike? Yeah, I think okay. so. I think so. All right. Yeah. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is very popular. Very, very, very popular. Okay, so here's a. Oh, you mentioned earlier about like a, a, an intro that maybe the cartoon wasn't as great. Oh, see, I don't want to say that. You know no, what it is? My well, no, it, it's 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 funny how like uh, you know back when I was a kid, I loved this cartoon, and nowadays I just. I just can't watch them, you know. Right. But anyway, the the cartoon I'm gonna bring up is 1980s Thundercats. And that is a fantastic opening. Uh, the opening is great because they're smart. It's like the, it was the best part of the show. It's like the whole show you're just waiting, kind of like Voltron. You know, you're just waiting for him to turn to Voltron. Mm-hmm. Thundercats was like, okay, when he's gonna freaking call out his buddies? Because when he does it, it's so badass, right? So Thundercats was like an 80s, they were like these feline kind of heroes and they were like leave, like humanoid cat-like people. They were leaving their planet because of something. And I think they landed on Middle Earth and on there was Mumra, who's like this mummified guy that through magic he gets evil and stuff and he was always trying to do something with the Thundercats. I don't remember why. But the intro is fantastic. You know, it really just starts off with Lionel calling out his friends and then it starts naming like all the people in the group and it's just awesome it's such a good good intro and it's so fast moving also like if you just yeah. watch the intro it pumps me up what's great about it is that you, you know throughout the opening you hear a roar a roar like a cat roaring right. yeah it's awesome thundercats are on the blue right yeah. how it starts yeah and the funny part is is like in like a cartoon usually like you like like the main character and stuff and for me, I actually like like everybody else. <laughs> you know, I like Tigra. I think he was like, well, they're all kind of older than him. I, and I believe like Lionel was like a man lion, like a boy lion. I don't think like he can age. No, this is what I remember. I remember they had to leave their planet, and he was because he was put in a um in like a suspended animation. They were all were put in like suspended animation. Yeah. Because I, I think he was the same age as Kit and Cat when they left. But something happened in his pod and he woke up a grown man. Okay. Yeah. That's what I think happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, basically. Yeah. So he was always a little bit different, but I was always a fan of everybody else. Uh, like Panther, I thought was cool because he had like nunchucks. At the end of his nunchucks, like on the very ends of the nunchucks, it was like a cat look on it. Cat and, paws. Yeah. And then Tiger had like a, it was like a bullwhip bolo thing. 
You know, it was like yeah, a like whip. a bowler whip. That he yeah. Threw, right? Oh, that was so cool. Chitara was hot, right? And she yeah. just ran really quick, and she had a freaking stick. <laughs> so I thought those guys are way cooler than Lino, because like well, I always... Lino had the sort of omens. Though. Yeah, but Come if on. he's that so cool, why does he always need help like every single time? He needs help every young, single time. <laughs> right, exactly. And who who helped him out? It was Tiger, Chitara, and Panther every time. Yeah, yeah Lino was a wuss. And what was the deal about? I mean, we're already watching a kid show. Why do we need Snarf and He Man Orko? What the heck was that about? That's I hated true. Snarf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Snarf. Snarf. Okay. Snarf. <laughs> All right. Orko. Snarf. Hated Orko. All right. Who, who else? Like annoying. Seven Zark. Seven. Seven Zark. Seven. Seven Mary. Seven. Whatever. Seven Zark. Seven. Oh, uh-huh, we got that guy. Who's the worst? Uh, I really hated Orko, dude. You hated Orko. Oh, Snarf is just annoying. Snarf is annoying. I hated Orko. Orko was bad. Ah, but Orko had some moments. Oh, I hated Battle Cat, too. Oh, not Battle Cat. What? I hated uh, Cringer. Oh, Cringer. <laughs> Cringer. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, but you know what? If you're He-Man, why even go back to being Adam? Why don't you just, like, He-Man all the time? Identity, What's the secret identity? Clark- he gets why, tan? Why, <laughs> he takes off his clothes? Why be, why be Bruce Wayne? Why be uh, Clark Kent? Huh? Uh, yeah, come on. Uh, Adam Adam versus He-Man? He literally just gets uh, a tan. That's all. That's the only difference. His face is exactly the same. They're I know. He's still same. built. He's still buff. Yeah, Adam's... He is, he's yoked. He's big he dude. Same haircut. Same haircut? <laughs> right. And no one can figure uh, out that team, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Thundercats was the show I was talking about. Great intro, could, could not stand it. Because they only had like three bad guys to fight against every freaking episode. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And they never went into like, uh, oh, maybe because I know they came out with a newer cartoon. Like, because they had to leave their planet of Thundera, but they never talked about who were they fleeing from, right? Yeah, they ran right into Mumra. <laughs> yeah, it's been the same bad guy ever since. But you're right, it is the same two bad guys all the time. Yeah, annoying. Yeah, yeah. I, I can never get into Thundercats. Oh, you know what? I never owned anything Thundercats. Snarf. Snarf. Yeah. <laughs> what was the paw thing he had? What was the name of that? Because that was his gauntlet. That's where he like held his sword in his hand. Like it, it, didn't, have a, it didn't have a name? Uh, Claw. The Claw. Oh, Buck I don't know if I had a name. Alright, well. Anyway. Thundercats, great intro. Not such a great show. But you liked it as a kid, you said. Yeah, as a kid it was well, it was new, it was different, it had that visceral look, it was you know, the artwork was good. But yeah, it was basically the same. He always was helpless and his other boys helped him out. You know what that's a good uh, that's a good point. Eighties cartoons, like the cartoons that came out in the eighties, the artwork was such a jump up from previous stuff mm, mm-hmm. you know? yeah and we watched like i mean flintstones is good art and jetsons is good art all that but the the art it was more kinetic it was more and it's probably all japanese inspired you know yeah, um, yeah. you know the 80s cartoons were when you i think you first saw they took from the anime or from the uh manga you know the lines to show movement mm, mm-hmm. yeah i think those are the first cartoons where you would see that stuff yeah. and the thundercat intro is very very kinetic it's all movement yeah. you know thunder Thunder, Thundercat. Oh. Snarf. 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 Shut up. Snarf. Orca, go have an annoying off. 
That's what we should pull on Instagram. Who was the most annoying sidekick? It's gotta be Orko. No, see, Orko had a purpose. He did magic, didn't he? Wonder, Wonder Twins. They weren't that annoying. Oh, I hate them. Oh. Gleek. Hated the Gleek. Oh, he's got Gleek. Gleek. Yeah, that was, he was kind of pointless, too. Snarf yeah. did nothing. He added yeah. nothing. Yeah. I'm just annoying. He's <laughs> <laughs> like an old 80 year old man. <laughs> Okay. You got one more? Yeah, one more. My final one is uh, I'm veering from my own rules. I took a cartoon from the early 90s, and it's the Animaniacs opening theme. And I just, it's so, it's so good. It's like, it's again, it's another theme that tells you the whole, like, rationale, synopsis of what, what the story is. And the Animaniacs is different than G.I. Joe Order because they didn't have just like a half hour show. They did little clips like Looney Tunes. You know, they had like a four to ten minute clips and they had a very different cast of characters but the opening was so good that it introduced all the characters it, it really gave you insight as to how zany and funny the show would be they had their different parts of the opening where they would change the opening and that was like a little easter egg because you're like oh i wonder what they're going to say today at this part of the song mm-hmm. you know it's just really really good and i love this cartoon it's one of the smartest cartoons you know if you told me in, when i was 12 years old that when i was in college i'd be watching cartoons like that came out in the 90s, I'd be like, you're crazy. But yeah, every afternoon I'd be watching the Animaniacs and Batman the Animated Seas series. And, you know, I'd throw in some Freakazoid and some other shows, but it was always Animaniacs and Batman the Animated Seas series. And they were fantastic. And uh, Animaniacs to this day remains one of my favorite cartoons ever. It's smart, it's funny, well written, you know, old timey Looney Tunes things of using classical music for like orchestral recorded music um it's just really good and they the even had some great. um catchy catchy tunes in regards to like remember like they had songs to like memorize the states and the presidents and stuff was that anything? oh yeah they had, yeah they had one they had one where they named all the countries of the world all the presidents up to bill clinton at that time all 50 states in their capitals i don't remember a lot of them but i, I have a lot more information if i memorize those songs but um, yeah, it's just really, really well, very well written, very well voice acted. Um, just a really good show all around. And the intro was great. Yeah. Hey, you brought up a Batman animated series. I was just thinking, sitting, when you mentioned that, I was just sitting here thinking about that cartoon. That cartoon was amazing. The, that, the artwork, everything, the, the story was just... All right, I'm just gushing over it right now. <laughs> Such a good cartoon. Yeah, I was, I was kind of... I almost picked it, but... I mean, it's good. The intro is good, but I think it's just—I think the intro to Batman animated was music from the Batman 1989 movie, right? Right. It was just music. Yeah. I was just thinking of like the cartoon as a whole. The the writing that was fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. And you know, uh, you should give a second look to the Superman one too that came out a couple years later. Superman. Oh, the the animated TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was pretty. The Justice League was really good. I just actually—I just brought out. I, I. I'd forgotten I had the season one and two on DVD, and I just brought them down. I'm gonna, I mean, see Justice if I'm League, watching. what? Justice League cartoon? Yeah, the Justice League cartoon that came out in the early 2000s. Wait a minute, I have to look that one up. Cartoon? I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Wow. Justice League cartoon? Oh, that one. Yeah. Eh. It was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any uh, honorable m- mentions? Because like, um, I know you and I struggle with our third ones. Was it? If you had a, well, you know, added. Mm-hmm. Well, I really like Star Blazers. 
Oh, that's a good one. They got a great song. We're yeah. off to outer space <laughs> to save the planet Earth. That's a great tune. Star Blazers was good. Spider-Man is Amazing Friends, probably mostly because I like the show. Yeah. Like a, a heart thing more than a logic thing in terms of is it a good opening? Right. It's a decent opening. I had two. One was the, the, so the one I was gonna throw in. I have two of them. One was the Inspector Gadget intro. Mm-hmm. That was That's pretty good. One. And uh, Ducktales. Ducktales is a good intro. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I like that intro. Yeah, and Chippendales. Oh yeah, Chippendales. Weather's danger. Are you the one that told me like recently, like one's dressed like Magnum PI and one's dressed like Indiana Indian. Jones? Yeah, yeah. I never noticed that. I never <laughs> put that together until you told me a couple like a year ago. I was like, oh my god, that's right. Yeah, it blows my mind. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Uh, yeah, I think just those two that pop up top of my head. Star Blazers, I was really on the fence about, yeah. but I already had. Um, I knew you were doing Battle of the Planets. So I'm like, I don't want to make this I got to throw it out there. I even thought the gem. Remember that gem in the hologram? Sure. Yeah, their, their intro was pretty decent also. She, she was truly outrageous. Truly, <laughs> truly. I love how the music changed when they talk about the misfits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are the misfits. It's like the gadget was good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I also remember actually enjoying the show, too. It was. I think it was in between. It was in between Joe and Transformers. That's what. That's why you would watch it. Yeah. That's the only reason I know that's, that's about it. Right. But I would watch it. It wasn't terrible. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell you any episodes. I couldn't tell you any Transformers episodes were about. Did she, she changed touching her earrings, I think, or something to do with her earrings. And then she would transform with just, like, 80s hair or something. I don't even remember. She oh, do you what? remember? I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you remember Courageous Cat in, in Danger Minute Mouse? No, no, no Danger Mouse. Minute Mouse. Yeah. Oh heck that yeah. That was a great. That was a great intro. Oh, the intro. Oh, I have to think about that one. Courageous. C O U R. Minute Mouse intro. Oh, the intro. God, I don't remember that one. Almost like a. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, that is a good one. Boy, that one's old. Yeah, that's real old. What, 60s? Oh, I'm listening to it now. It's awesome. It is badass. Yeah, it does remind me of, like, Batman. Batman. That's 1960 open. Yeah, even, even like, the, the, the courageous cat, like, cave is like the Batmobile. Yeah, it's just the opening shape like a cat does. It's so funny. <laughs> it is a great cartoon. Yeah, I love courageous cat Minute Mouse. Oh, that's awesome. But the intro is like... Like Peter Gunn. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. Oh, Audible mentioned the Pinky and the Brain. So Pinky and the Brain spun off from Animaniacs. That's a great one. Yeah, Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. I think I like that show better than Animaniacs for me, though. Like your tongue. I won't. I love Pinky and the Brain. All right. All right, well, dude, another awesome, well, my opinion, awesome topic, awesome show. Yeah. Uh, you guys hit us up on Instagram. Tell us what you think. What are some of your favorite cartoon shows? You know, we grew up in the 80s, so we talk most about 80s cartoons. But hey, tell us about what you, when you grew up. You grew up in the 60s. What are your favorite intros? Flintstones, always a classic one. Even the Jetsons, a classic one. Um, if you grew up in the 90s or the early 2000s, what would your you know, tell us if we're wrong about whether cartoon intros are any good nowadays or not. Uh, uh, dude, you, you, just, you just mentioned two major Flintstones and the Jetsons, dude. Those are great intros. Yeah. Scooby Doo. 
Yeah. Uh, what was the name of that album? Was it called Saturday Morning Cartoons? You mentioned at the last Saturday show. Saturday Morning Cartoons greatest hits. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And I want to so, know who's the most annoying sidekick. It's got to be between Oracle and Snarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hit us up on Instagram. Alan, how do they find us on Instagram? Oh, boy. Facebook, Nerdy Me Podcast. Instagram, Nerdy Me. Twitter, Nerdy Me Podcast. YouTube. Uh, what's the latest one on there? It was Snake Eyes box open. Was that the last one? I think so. Yeah, because my subscriptions are they don't come out. Oh no no no, dude! I uploaded the entirety of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, that's awesome! Now you can watch the trilogy, dude. Forty-five minutes. I was like, good god, that's (laughs) that took forever. When you're done with Crystal Skull, I would like to figure out if we can somehow together do the intro to the G.I. Joe movie. What do you mean? Uh, so, like, do that. Do the intro to the G.I. Joe movie. Oh, oh, with action figures. Yeah, whatever. Whatever we need. Action <sighs> Dude, that's whatever. a lot of action figures, man. We gotta figure it out. Oh, so, <laughs> eBay. Maybe, or maybe we'll crowdsource it with, with the Instagram folks. Get them each Dude, I think seconds. you're onto something. I mean, if you got, like, fan support to help out, like, you yeah. know, you would take this scene, you would take that scene. Right. Well, we'll talk about it. Oh. All right. So oh. also, Alan, they can find me on Mom's Basement Collectibles, where I've been posting pictures of, of uh, uh, comic books ranging from 19... Well, actually, other than that, um, I had a few from the 1960s, all the way up to about 2011-2012-ish. Yeah. Mom's Basement Collectibles. Yeah. And Alan, where can they find King of the Crystal Skull? Doctor Indiana Jones, but let me let me. Okay, I don't want to talk about that. Well, I am. I did decide to do Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and and I'm going to do it my way. Mean to say that there are a lot of things in the movie I I didn't like, so I'm going to see if I can maybe move things along a little bit quicker and and cut out like the weird stuff. Okay, so it'll be two and a half minutes long. (laughs) Eh, three. Yeah, maybe so. Oh, but hey, Jonathan. Yes, Alan. We got a review on iTunes. What? what? <laughs> wow. Defunct's Geekdom. Show is a fantastic, great nerd nostalgia. The hosts clearly have fun, enjoy doing the show, make it fun and enjoyable to listen to. Thank you very much. Boom. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for the review. And if you are listening to us on iTunes and you have yet to write a review, uh, if you enjoy us, please do so. Uh, five-star rating always helps us. Uh, get us a little bit more exposure. Tell me about it, man. There are a lot of podcasts out there nowadays. Oh, my God. Yeah, a lot of geek podcasts. A, a lot, lot of 80s podcasts. podcasts. Yeah, because when you and I first started this, what was this, almost, what, two and a half years ago and stuff? And you would look at, like, there was this Anchor thing, you know, the, the Anchor app, which we, we pushed the show out of. Like, you would type in Nerd and boom. We were, we were like, what? At one time, we were, like, top 50. At one point, we were, like, really, like, up there, yeah, too. Remember really that? Good. Yep. I mean, me to say because there's just a lot. There's just a lot. There are a lot. Yeah. And then, and so when on iTunes when you do reviews, what what's get what gets the show up there is the amount of ratings and reviews. So if you get a lot of ratings, ratings and review, then when you start typing the word nerd, boom, the show you know goes up the ladder. Right. So if every one of our followers just on the Nerd and Me Instagram alone wrote a quick review. Presuming they all have Apple products, <laughs> we'd probably jump up there. So, like I said, if you can, if you like the show, please do so. Yeah, and that's how I'm counting Dr. Jones or Mom's Face and Collectibles. But I think there's a lot of crossover. <laughs> there's a lot of crossover. <laughs> all right, man, that was fun. Yes, it was always enjoyable. All right, till next time.
Martha! Yes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>